Welcome back to the TRP. We've got an unemployed guest today. No? Hi guys, welcome back to the Talking Reality Podcast. In today's episode, we are discussing Michael's lack of empathy and compassion. Hi, Michael. Was that was that the intro? That's the intro, yeah. <laughs> lack of compassion for what? You know exactly what. So you getting sacked? Well, no. Let's... What do you and Stephen Gerrard have in common? We've both been sacked. Listen, right? Um, you were ripping Gerrard for getting sacked no, at Villa. I wasn't. I was ripping yes, you. you. Was. I was ripping you. Anyway, bit of context, right? So, uh, what was it? Two weeks ago, your I... stock went down. My stock did go down. Worse than my Tesla stock? I'm not sure about that, but obviously I called... No, I texted you, didn't I, two weeks ago? And then I said, oh, mate, bit of shit news. (laughs) What are you laughing for, mate? You know on those surveys? What surveys? You you got... No, no, carry on. Go on. No, 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 I'm not going to be harsh. Just tell the story. Okay, so I text Michael saying, "Um, all right, mate, uh, just, just lost my job, like. And then you were like, what? What, what happened? Like, I think you were in uni at the point. At, at a point. Um, and I just thought, yeah, just, and I said, oh, just give me, a, give me a ring or whatever when you can. And then Michael calls me up and um, he just goes, you're getting sacked in the morning, sacked yeah, in a, the morning. There's a reason for that, though. What? Because you were laughing at Stephen Gerrard for getting sacked at the All right, so this is retaliation. And now you're it? both in the same boat. You're both down Job Centre Plus, you know? <laughs> I don't think Gerrard's down Job Centre Plus because he would have got a nice, tasty, you know, fee from... Um... Just tell the story, man. Well, I'm trying to. Anyway, right, so, yeah, this episode is about something that a lot of people experience, right? And I think it's something that's um, it's quite difficult, man, because unless you experience it, it's hard to know how to deal with it. So like just getting released from a job. So let me set the scene. Talk us through it. So I was writing my dissertation, just finished all my exams in uni. And I took took this job. Um, it was well paid, to be fair. I'm not going to sit there and say it was my dream role, because it wasn't. It was an office-based role. Um, but it was well paid. And it was, you know, I worked with some really cool people. And it was all right, <clears throat> you know. Um, but unfortunately... I did have to take quite a bit of time off, um, mostly due to my studies, like within this sort of 12-week period of my probation. And I guess there's a a degree where the employer could argue I wasn't necessarily completely transparent about that. And like transparency works both ways. Um, like, you know, more often than not, the, the company tell you what they want you to know. And I guess the employee usually tells the company what they want them to know. So you were taking some time off to do your dissertation. Basically, yeah. Did was, your manager know about that? I'm assuming not. My, man, my, my individual manager did, yes. But uh, above that, not so much, no. Okay. Um, and anyway, so we had a, I had one, one meeting. Um, realistically, what I should have done is take holiday. That would have been sensible because I had days of holiday. Difficult though if you've just started a new job. Yeah, it is. You're man. Be I think probation you feel this, period. Well, you feel this need to um, to impress, impress yeah, don't yeah, you? Yeah. And realistically, I was also consciously aware that when you're spinning two plates, like because there's the student version of my life and there's yeah. the employee version of my life, 
and they they didn't sort of like balance each other out. At times, you need to put. Uh, well, they, well, they won't, will they? Because most employers want your schedule to cater to their needs, not the other way around. Yeah, but so it's always going to be difficult. To understandably find room to so. You know, they're paying you a salary. Of course, yeah, yeah. That's the nature of business, isn't it? And and I think that you know it's quite rare to get an employee, uh, an employer, sorry, that kind of wants to see you really grow on a personal level. Like they, I think that's quite rare. I think usually they most employers, in my experience, want yes men or yes women that kind of come in mm. and you'll do whatever they expect of you for usually like you've said before as as, as cheap as they can possibly pay you but anyway so well, that's that's just a natural conflict uh, though isn't it of course it is of course it is employers and but anyway so i'm in work one day i finished my dissertation three or four days prior so i'm in a i'm in a bouncy mood right i'm driving to work that day bouncy mood yeah i'm bouncy man I'm happy. Were you closing the fridge with your hips? <laughs> no, I wasn't closing the fridge with my hips. Why are you stealing people's comments off a true Geordie YouTube video? Get your own. Like picture, no, get your I own. I can picture you doing that, man. There's a fridge right over there. Like, All right, well, I can it. film that afterwards if you like. Anyway, um, so going to work. I'm driving to work across the Seven Bridge, and there's some bangers playing on Kiss. I mean, I'm in a good mood, man. And I get to work and like the, the regional manager, I think that's his pain title. on Kiss. Yeah, what's wrong with Kiss, man? Was it 11 o'clock? Were you late? No, it was in the morning. Oh. What Kiss Street starts at 11, doesn't it? It wasn't Kiss Street, mate. Oh, it was Kiss. I stopped derailing my story, please. Anyway, so you know, I get to work. I'm in a good mood, man. I'm just checking. It's authentic. That's all. all right, can you stop? All right, can You're I... interrupting me now. And you know how my little brain works. I, I can't be interrupted, yeah? So I get to work. I'm in a good mood. Um, I finally caught up my sleep because whilst I was doing my dissertation, I wasn't really sleeping and I'm feeling good. And then the regional manager's in, like all of a sudden, I get an email saying, oh, can we make sure the office is all looking presentable? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and I think, yeah, okay, sweet. You know, met the guy probably, a, I don't know, three or four times. More often than not, I wasn't, not going to lie, I wasn't a big fan of his. But, I think, okay, well, there's no, usually there's forewarning while he's coming in, but there's no warning. So I thought, I don't know, there must be something going on. Well, anyway, he comes in, doesn't really say much to anybody, sits on his laptop. And then about an hour into him being there in the morning, he just goes, uh, well, first of all, he'd taken my manager off to have a conversation. I didn't, I didn't even actually notice, but I was just there doing my work. You knew it was going down at that point, right? I didn't know anything. Oh. No, I genuinely didn't, mate. You didn't, I, you didn't I, think I, anything of it? No. I, and then, and then, um, about half an hour later, after he's had the conversation with her, he goes, Nathan, can we have a word, please? I was like, is that, yeah, is, is, is that how you said it? Yeah, just very like... What, like blunt? Blunt, yeah. Nathan, yeah. can we have a word, please? Like, not, you know... Just like, yeah, just let's go. So we go into into his little room, um, and he spends the first three minutes not saying a word to me. Like, he sat there talking to the manager, and I really? could see he was oozing nervous energy. And I was just like, sorry, that's all right, mate. So DM, DMs so, are going off. Sorry. Carry on. Yeah, he was just oozing nervous energy. And I just thought, well, first of all, it was a bit rude. Call someone into a meeting and you just sat there having small talk with the manager. But he's quite red, looked a bit flustered. Is he a big bloke? He's tall. Bigger than you? Why is that relevant? <laughs> Without having him next to me. <laughs> he's bigger than you. I know that for sure. Because your stock's gone down in that regard. Anyway, 
Yeah, so he's sitting there like... I'm not going to say anything about that. The viewers can pick that one up. Carry on. (laughs) Anyway, the reason I I say that is because some some managers like to give it extras. And I think if you were a manager, you'd be going in there with a a tightest shirt on, right? (laughs) And doing your your power poses that you got off YouTube, right? Correct. And and giving extras. That's that's why I asked. Absolutely not. I wouldn't because... And I'll, and I'll go into why I wouldn't, but cut a long story short. Um, so he sits there and he just goes, Nath, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to bullshit you. Like, it's not great news. And obviously they'll be sitting and have a bit of a back back and forth. And I don't want to go into the in, you know, individual. Did it get heated? To some extent. But I don't want to get into the individual nature of what was sp- specifically said because it's a private conversation. But my issue was... And my issue with like companies that or individuals within companies who who treat people this way is that is that culture of like he completely and utterly lacked any form of compassion and empathy at that moment, right? Just calls me in and basically says, Pack your bags and fuck off. He didn't actually say fuck off, but like and then go back into the office, say say fucking Sayonara to my colleagues how did that how did, on a serious note how did that feel though having to walk back in and clear clear like your dad honestly there was an element of embarrassment and embe- an element of shame yeah Na- naturally i think i think i don't really care how big and confident you think you are most people would feel because it was it was the shock factor that was what it was i was yeah. so shocked i did not expect it right and for within the space of like fucking i just boiled a kettle to make my coffee the fucking kettle's boiled and I'm packing my fucking, packing my bag to go home, like. Do you know what I mean? I'm in the car. Could you feel everyone looking at you? Yeah. And, and do you know what? Like, realistically, man, like, and, and this is what my, my ego keeps, keeps like, um, telling me this. You didn't want the job anyway. You didn't want the job anyway. And ultimately, there's, a, there's an element of that that's true. I wanted the money, if I'm honest. But it wasn't my dream role. And I think there's a lot of people that can relate to that. Like just being in a job just for the money. Because a lot of cir- people, yeah. circumstances in your life dictate that. For sure, so I, man. So I can relate to that element. But it was just the way that, you know, if it was me and I was in that guy's position, I would have, first of all, had a conversation maybe to try and dissect what's gone on. Yeah. Why I'd had a bit of time off. Um, and... Do you know what? I don't necessarily disagree with the guy's decision, but there was an element of me that sat there and it, it appeared that this guy had a sense of, in, almost like he enjoyed doing it. Like he loved the power. Some managers do, man. Yeah, it, it was. And I think you, I think anyone can relate to that or a lot of people can relate to that. That sort of like mid-level managers. Did you give it like the, the Alan Sugar? The, yeah. Was it a proper like thrust forward? Actually, he did, he did thrust forward. The one thing I would, I would notice, I would say though, that was... Um, that sticks in my mind is the guy wouldn't keep eye contact with me and all the way through that situation he oozed nervous energy and my manager was stood next to me and she looked like i would say visibly upset not not, not upset that's probably over exaggeration but i just uncomfortable she looked uncomfortable with this and she and she walked back out and she said i did not agree with what he just did i didn't agree with the decision and if I, well if, if he sees this one day I apologize if like whatever you know she she gets I, I mean 
I don't actually know because how nobody should agree with that because he what he did what it wasn't respectful. Mm. Just go and pack your stuff. Like there's a respectful way to do things and there's a disrespectful way to do things, in my opinion. And and you know he could have come at the end of the day, so I wouldn't have had to sort of like come out in front of everybody in the middle of the day. Just no regards to one day he might be in a position like that himself. Yeah, life mate, life <clears throat> is not plain sailing. It can happen to anyone, man. Exactly, and I think you know ultimately i think when you treat someone that way i think you open the doors of possibility to the fact that you may be treated that way one day and that's why i think people need to be conscious you know especially if it's like managers out there like you're in a position of like you do have a a sense of you you know you impact people's lives don't you and i think if i wasn't you know if i hadn't been experienced some of the things i have in life i might have reacted far more negatively to this situation than i have but i think you know i'm not gonna lie first few days i felt a bit did feel a bit shit i think because with me rejection is not something i take well to i think most people can relate to that i don't think anyone particularly enjoys being rejected even even if you're being rejected by a a person or an organization that you don't naturally feel a sense of you know or tinder well, that's a different form of rejection, isn't it? You got a lot of experience in that. Yes, but mate. Yeah, women reject me all the time. Are you? Are you? I'm just joking, joking, trying to keep it light-hearted, you know. All right, mate. Now that's fair. Yeah, somber, you know, subject. But um, what was I going to say? The yeah, ultimately, those managers they're in a position where they can either build you up or break you down. Hundred percent. And I think a lot of those managers, um, in in, in many jobs, tend to not be transparent with you on your opportunities and what we could turn you into because they want to keep you there for like the the long haul don't they uh because well what you said was it's so that it's um it's not convenient for them to have to keep replacing people it costs a lot to train like even like you would have had some kind of training wouldn't you yeah yeah and that will cost money so if they can keep people down there at a low level then it kind of makes sense doesn't it to Like, like i said i do understand their decision yeah. and I don't necessarily disagree with it um, and the company I haven't really got a bad word to say about the company I haven't that individual though I think he's he's a bad guy I just think that perhaps he's I don't know he's just someone that lacks empathy and compassion maybe and I think you know I'm just raising awareness of this because I think there's certain people that could go through that and have a, it could have a really negative impact upon them. For sure, man. You know, and I think it's just about people appreciating if you are in a position like that, but you've got a lot of people underneath you in a company. Um, I think you've got more of a responsibility to just be, just be a decent human being, man. And, you know, I would personally not just get someone in there, lack any empathy and compassion in, in my delivery of that news and then just say, right, on your bike, mate. Uh, you know, and just that, fuck you, basically. Like, I wouldn't but personally do that. Is that, is that do partly that. down to the numbers that pass through those those companies? Because you think, like anything in life, right, if if there's a, like an abundance of it, you treat it differently. So I know, like, we keep talking about Tinder, because uh, that keeps going off, so it's on my mind. But on Tinder, there's an abundance of women that you could meet. Yeah, so that's why everyone's replaceable. And it's the same with companies and recruitment. There's an abundance of people out there that need a job. 
there's only a certain amount of jobs going. So perhaps it's just a product of, of that. If he's seen so many faces, it's going to be hard to have that uh, sort of compassion for, for every single person. That could be one reason why he's like that. Definitely. And I think, you know, it's not about me sitting here saying... You're going to become desensitized if you have to do it over and over again. Like if you're a Absolutely. surgeon, right, and you're operating on like cancer patients and some of them die and some of them don't, eventually it's just it, it's just going to become like almost robotic and I think your feelings that, will be desensitized in... to that situation. Whereas your first patient, you might have went at home and cried for ages. It could have been really traumatic. Absolutely agree with but you. But then it could be some people that feel compassion every single time they got to let someone go you know so i agree with you i think the problem the reason why i raised the point though is because when you behave that way right an element of complacency can can seep in right yeah and if i was somebody who was a vengeful person there's things i could do to sort of think because I, I i do feel like that guy was disrespectful to me in that in that meeting i really do um and he, and obviously that that situation's left me in a bit of a, an economical sort of place of vulnerability yeah, right yeah um he, and like i said if he'd been respectful in that setting i wouldn't have a problem with with it i, I honestly wouldn't but just respect's a big thing i think and like i said you can complacency can seep in and i think if you continue to treat people that way one day it's going to bite you man it will someone's going to post something on we know what social media is like. A lot of vindictive people out there. Yeah, we, but you know what social media is like. And then someone posts something about the company or posts something about him as an individual on LinkedIn or... or yeah, they're on that stuff fast, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, realistically, like I said, I don't think the, the guy is a bad guy and I don't necessarily disagree with the decision. But I disagree with the, the way in which he did it. And I think that, you know, it's just a case of, like... I don't know. There's always learning opportunities in life, isn't there? Do you know what I mean? For people to maybe, I'd, I'd love him to see it and just kind of see this podcast and just be like, I doubt you will. <laughs> I very much doubt you will. But and just be like, do you know what? That, that's a learning opportunity. We 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 all have them every day of our lives. It's just we don't always take them on board. Yeah. So how? But the day after then that you you've been released, how like how did that feel? Um, were you like applying for jobs straight away or mate I had a job in an hour <laughs> and that's the that's the beauty of technology though, that's the beauty of technology days. but I mean it wasn't a job I necessarily wanted but I'm just saying that there's 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 opportunities out there isn't there like I came home straight away and I was I was on Indeed but well, that's a good point because a lot of these companies they make out like this is the biggest and best opportunity you'll ever have so do not fuck it up like that's kind of what they drill into. Um, so if you do get released, then for some people, that's going to be mentally challenging. Yeah, I think, I think there's, there's, there's some people. Def that's definitely an interesting point to raise. That um, Yeah, like if you do lose your job, it's not the end of the world. Like, and I know it can, no, but there's in like that a moment, it can yeah, seem like it though. But also there's, a, there's always been this like culture of like, oh, don't get sat from your job because then you have a gap in your CV and then you won't be able to get another job. And you won't be able to get a good reference and, and, and all of this. But I think that in 2022 is, is just obsolete, isn't it? it? Because now, like you've just done, like you've gone on LinkedIn or whatever, or indeed, I don't know, you I don't know that it's obsolete because I, I think it depends what, you're, what industry you're in. It does depend in. what job you're in. If you're, you're in a professional job, 
then yes, that can have a huge impact. And it does depend what you've been released for. Like if it's an element of something, something like, say, gross misconduct. Oh, of course, got... but I'm talking about like in, in your situation yeah, yeah, where it's yeah. been like sickness um, or absence, then that shouldn't be the barrier to stop you going to get another job in another law firm. No, I think no, I think that, that, that if, there's, if there's a genuine element of you can sit there and rationalise it and, and explain to people yeah. what's happened. And do you know what? Like, I feel like people... It's it, One thing I, I've learned from it is I need to be more transparent. Because I felt like, you know, I don't want to sit there and say, I might need to take a bit of time off. Because it's not a great way to sell yourself in an interview or it's a great way to sell yourself when you're first starting in a company. But actually, if yeah, I've but been... Aren't interviews kind of fake anyway? Of course they you, are. You're just painting the best version of yourself. Of course you are. You jump in the hoops. It's the same questions and different variations you know the desert island one and oh, what item would you take i mean come on man that's that's what they ask so isn't it it's just yeah so the whole thing's like yeah, it's actually such an irrational question because you would never ever ever be in that position you may well be on a desert island you may well be stranded at sea but who the fuck's going to be there with 40 items saying which one do you want shag exactly <laughs> it's yeah. never going to happen it's but a load of nonsense yeah so i suppose they they they, they are actually quite an irrational way of judging a person yeah and, and to think like that's the formula to get the best employee the best fit for for my company when actually the person who's uh, answering those questions pro- like probably isn't being truthful anyway they're just telling you what they think you want to hear yeah just to you know get the job i guess that's what it is mate yeah they tell you what they want you to know and then you, the, the employee and, and really it's just such a it's just such a when you think about it, it's actually bizarre. Yeah, because it really does lack transparency. But, but then I think working for someone in general is is kind of bizarre, because like you, I'm not saying like the manager that you dealt with was a bad guy, but in roles that I've been in, I, I've dealt with managers that you can tell they're gonna be a prick because they can, right? So they want to abuse their power, but then you look at them and you think. Well, physically, you're not superior to me. Intellectually, so you want to scrap him in the co- No, 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 no. Let me finish. You, you, you start ticking off these things, and then you're like, if if we were in any other situation, you wouldn't speak to me like that. But they feel comfortable and confident in their safe place, which is the office, right? To to, to speak to you in a with, with the note taker, with the note taker, backup dancer, right? And then they <laughs> then they feel comfortable, don't they, to speak down to you or. Or whatever. I mean, you've been, you've been in some of my meetings, haven't you? Yeah, I have. We've worked for the same company at one time, and uh... <laughs> no, but you, you, we, we you were both make, in that meeting, a, and, and you so you've seen point. it firsthand, man. You make a fair point, and and I thought that at a time, I did think like the way that guy spoke to me. As much as I don't think he's a bad guy, I think he's actually genuinely. I think maybe outside of work, and maybe not in that position, he's probably a very pleasant human being. Um, I just think in that setting. Um, but can you see what I'm saying though? Like it's, it doesn't feel natural to me to follow like orders or be spoken to in a certain way by someone you don't respect. Yeah. So I think the whole idea of, of, of working for certain people is it doesn't feel right. But I think, so I think it's, you almost, you it's almost artificial, to, isn't it? It is, but you almost have to take it on take it on the chin man because of course, yeah to get to get to where you want to be of course you do yeah you have to just kind of you know accept accept it as it is um but what i would say is is one thing that i think that you know there may be some people who listen to this who have been sacked 
may well be sacked one day. Um, or just, you know, they'll have termination of employment in some way, shape or form. And afterwards, there is a real sense of, I think that two things I felt initially, then maybe just subconsciously, man, was like shame and embarrassment. Yeah. And it's irrational to feel that because like I'm sitting there thinking to myself, well, why did I lose that job? Because I prioritized my education and... Yeah, as long as you haven't done anything like yeah. punched a manager in the face or you know, sent inappropriate pictures to someone in, in work or, or something like that. Yeah, as like long as there's not gross misconduct, right? yeah, then I think... you've, you shouldn't feel this sense of guilt or embarrassment or shame like if you're if you're kicked out, out of that company. Well, yeah. But you, but you still, you still but we're kind programmed of... that way, though, aren't we? We're programmed to believe that if, if, like, if I tell someone I've lost my job, autumn, and it's why, it, what, it's what makes me uncomfortable about telling people. So I just post it on the internet instead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but what, what makes you feel uncomfortable is someone assumes you've done something wrong. Yeah, they, they automatically put you in a box of like you're problematic. What, like, why is he incapable of going to work and everything that comes with it? So there's an assumption. But I think sometimes losing your job can be a blessing. Like I've I've been sacked before in in the first job that I ever had, right? And uh, that was because I challenged the the site manager and called him out on a on a few things that I saw that weren't like right. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it got you know the argument got heated, and I was only like eighteen at the time. If we'd have had that meeting now, I would have cleaned him out because. I'm a different animal now, <laughs> right? But back then, I was young and dumb. What, and animal, are you, what are you, animal are you now? Well, you'll find out when the camera comes off. You know, Will I? Like, yeah. In what context? Hey, why are you, where are you going with this? I'm asking, you said you're a different animal. I'd like to know what animal you are. But all you got to do... You're a little koala bear. Have a look on my Instagram. <laughs> Listen, I'm joking, man. You are The point I'm making is, when, when, you're, when you're young and you're impressionable, right, and you get sat from your job, you feel like a piece of shit, man. Oh, you do, man. And you feel lost, and you feel like, like, where do I go from here? Yeah, but actually, that was that was a blessing for me because I went back to education, right? And I, I've gone on this journey now to get to where I am now. And you've grown hugely. Yeah, and I, I would never ever go back and think, oh, that's you know that that's my future now. You know, stuck in a menial job. So the yeah. guy actually did me a favor by mm-hmm. getting us into that argument because I could have been stuck there five, ten, fifteen, twenty years. And just become part of the furniture. I, I agree with you, but I think one of the things that just kind of I wish would be a bit, little bit different in like the work environment is that that manager that you worked under, like people like that, they have the opportunity to lift people up. They have the opportunity to help people grow. They have yeah. the opportunity to like have a really positive impact in other people's lives, yeah. which is going to have a positive impact in theirs. But more often than not, they always just want to, I think, project their insecurities onto people. That's what. Well, comes yeah, up. but that like going back to that company, that's in my view a hundred percent what it was. I personally think that's that site manager had underachieved in his life. Um, I knew he's he had, getting violated. Yeah. I knew he had a brother who was quite successful, right? Because he had like pictures of him on the, on the wall in the office. So I was quite aware of that. And I think he he felt inferior, and to make himself feel superior. What's he going to do? He's going to take it out on a load of 18-year-old kids, really, mm. that worked the shop for him. Mm-hmm. And that makes him feel a bit better. But you're right. He could have used that opportunity to build build us up, but he, but he didn't. And in the process, build himself up. Of course, yeah. But, you know, 
when when you're dealing with a, a manager who's like narcissistic in in that way then i it's never going to be a good outcome for you if, if you're under that and you're having to deal with that you know day to day um and it, you know he wasn't very nice to people across the board really he definitely had like um a chip on his shoulder and i always think like if i was to have that conversation with him again i would say you're probably being like this because it wasn't your dream to be a manager of a, of a place like this it just wasn't and I, I and i i don't know what you would say to that because he'd i think he'd be looking at the reality he'd have to look in the mirror well it's like i was talking to a, um, a pt client of mine last night and just talking about the element that people are so uncomfortable with criticism they're so uncomfortable with it and you're right i think if you because you have to look in the mirror like eventually you do it's like if you're smashing world of warcraft right online games for 15 years yeah 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 like gaz said you have to keep going because if you don't then you gotta look in the mirror and go fuck i've wasted 15 years on monster energy drink bags of doritos and a game that doesn't mean anything well, going back, yeah, going back to what you're saying, because even with me, like I've got to accept some, some, like some criticism myself. I can't pl place all the the negativity of that situation on that manager. Yeah, like th he was right to say what he said. Like you've come in, you've signed up to a contract, and you haven't met your element of the contract. And I think I was in a listen. I could sit here and be like paint paint the picture and make myself sound like a fucking angel, but. What was oh, I doing? Yeah. Grant, granted, I was doing a no dissertation. No one's believing that. No, but I was doing a dissertation and I was trying to improve myself. Yeah. And ultimately, I just just got stuck um, working full time because it was long hours, and then trying to you know finishing work and then working till midnight doing this dissertation, and I just got a bit lost in it all. And ultimately, if I'd been transparent at the start of my journey with that company, I may not be in this position. So there's 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 definitely some a huge lesson for me to learn. Yeah, it's it, well, it's a, it's a and it's uncomfortable because you, like you said, you've got to look in the mirror and you've got to say, do you know what? I'm I'm not a fucking perfect human being. No one is, and and I've got my flaws. And like I said, there's there's opportunity for lessons all the time in life if you just open your eyes and if you just look at yourself. Yeah, but that's partly why I like I took the piss out of you when you lost your job because you can you can either laugh about it and and move on as as you've done. You've got back in the saddle and uh, applied for jobs and got another job, or you can you can sit there and and, and cry and, and feel sort of victimised, which maybe rightfully or wrongfully, depending on what built up to losing your job. But there's there's no benefit in that either way. No, I think it's all a mindset, really, isn't it? At the end of the day, um, it's like I went to a job assessment day the other day and. I thought it was just a job interview. <laughs> Not gonna lie, but I turned up before. It's an hour long thing, and I walk in and there's like thirty odd people, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And it was like, you know, there's a lot of people there. I'm not gonna lie, people who probably more qualified for the role than me, people who more experienced than me, yeah, a bit older than me. Um, and I sort of sat there, and I've been down in confidence the last sort of week or two, understandably so. But I just thought, "Fuck this!" Like, I know I'm capable of. You know, was you an animal? wasn't I wasn't an animal, but I know I can do well in this in this environment. Not my level, not your level. No, I'm not. I'm not the same koala bear as you. Um, check my Instagram. Stop trying to like.
blow your Instagram on here, man. No one wants to look at it, son. They've all already seen it. Because you fucking post the podcast about 50 times a day on it. It gets about fucking four views. <laughs> so moving swiftly on. Sorry for saturating your feed, guys. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Went, this is what you do. What you derail my. You went, sp- you went to play group. <laughs> <laughs> you were the oldest there. Carry on. No, I went to a job assessment day. A oh, job assessment. Sorry. And, and to be fair, I'm not gonna lie, I got offered a job. I got some unbelievably positive feedback in the, at the end of the day. I was there yeah. for like eight, nine hours. And I started the day really low on confidence. So I was speaking to this guy and I was like, why? This guy's like really confident. He's got a bit about him. Like he'd come all the way from London, looked apart, looked dapper. And there's me in my half iron shirt. Um, Peacocks? <laughs> that is actually... That's another endorsement. River Island. River Island. Nice. No, they do nice shirts actually. They're gone, aren't they? Oh, sorry. That's top shot. Carry on. Yeah, but I think, you know, once you... The problem is, is that once you go through something, like, negative like that, an element of rejection, your confidence just, like, seeps. And it and it's... You portray it, like, physically, in your mannerisms, the way you communicate with people. Um, but I just don't know what happened. Something clicked, and I just thought, fuck this. The first task they asked us to do, they said, right, someone needs to be a team leader. And I thought, fuck this. I'm going to have to take myself out of my comfort zone. And I just said, right, I'll do it. I just got up and did it. Was you the captain of the ship? I was a captain of the ship, mate. Did it sink like Titanic? No, it did not. Carry on. It fucking flowed the ocean, baby. <laughs> All right, carry on. What are you laughing for, mate? Uh, just carry on, man. You can't envisage me as the You're captain. You're telling us this playgroup story for too long. <laughs> fucking playgroup. I've got work at two, man. Oh, sorry, bro. Yeah. Um... So yeah, uh, all right, well, I'm not going to fucking long the story out. Yeah, did a few fucking tasks and had a few interviews, got to the end of the day and got some unbelievably positive feedback off of the job. And I one. feel like people who, oh, I don't know, what, I mean, in terms of that specific role, probably were more qualified than me, yeah. um, didn't get off of the job. And then you, you get a confidence boost. Mm-hmm. So you go from two weeks ago, some people just kind of like, making you real really sort of like doubt your value as a human being to then two weeks later someone like lifting you up and that's how, that's how life is man it's ups and downs it's peaks and troughs so even though like you've lost all your gains at the moment because you've um had an operation no 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 let me finish don't interrupt me you've lost all your gains at the moment because you've had an operation which is fair right and you're going for this is pe- going going for a period of recovery when you bounce back Right when you come out of that period, you might be able to catch up with me. What I'm saying is, right, you've got a six-week, well, you've <laughs> had a six-week period, right, where you can actually use that to get ahead of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's been no change in the in the first two well, weeks of that. Dissertation, mate. I lost my job. When I saw you last to now, there's been no change. So now you have four weeks. So all I'm saying is, use your you time wisely. Believe it, mate. In these next twenty-eight days, baby, I'm going to leave you. In my rear view mirror. I'm going to smoke you, baby. I don't want to be in anyone's rear view mirror, thank you. You're you, going to be in a got... lot of people's rear view mirror. What is this Your about? yesterday's news. Mate, we're losing viewers. <laughs> <laughs> On that bombshell. Um, yeah, that was, that, was, that was the podcast today. I think, you know, it's just about... If you've been sacked, then... It feels shit. I'm not really sure what we've learned, really, but I think I think it's a 
don't don't always fold i would say if don't, there's something wrong don't it's hard isn't it because you don't want to be problematic but i think sometimes there's a difference between uh being being direct with someone or being versus being aggressive with someone and the managers they love this one they love to say that oh you're being aggressive because that opens the door for them do to you go think down you are being aggressive sometimes I'm I'm direct with management. Yeah. As you know, I've got a history of that. Yeah, there's evidence of that. I've actually listened to it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not going in the B roll. No chance. No. But um but don't what I'm trying to say, don't be afraid to challenge something if if something is like categorically wrong in the work environment, but there's a way there's a way to articulate that without getting fired. I just haven't mastered it. No. Needs <laughs> a few more coaching lessons with me. Yeah, we have got some coaching booked in. Well, we did in uh, that one company, didn't we, that we worked together in? Yeah. Yeah, you had some on-the-job training then. <laughs> did I? Fuck. Yeah, you did. Did I? You were my note-taker in the... Uh, oh, yeah, I did, yeah, to be fair. Time to talk. Is that what it's called? I think so. No, it's called... Um... Oh, I can't remember what it's called. No, I just think, listen, don't let other people... Don't let, like, employers especially dictate your value. Do not let like it's. I know it's easy for me to say, and I'm saying I've been fucking sat there depressed on the sofa for two weeks. But yeah, um, yeah, I think like I needed that little confidence boost the other day, and yeah, ultimately, like I said, I've learned the lesson, or I'm in the process of learning the lesson. Just be more. You just got to be more transparent, and like just accept the fucking the one constant in life that we've got, the truth. It's the only constant we got in life, man. Very true. Because this podcast ain't a constant because they get an episode every two months. It's been a little bit inconsistent, yeah. Slightly. But, you know, when when you're doing work degree, everything. So yeah, well, I'm not working well. now, so I should be able to make some podcasts. Yeah. So there'll be some solo episodes coming. Yeah, just me sat there talking to my talking to the camera by myself. In his underpants, eating his cornflakes. Why, 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 why you got to make this weird? Watching Doctors. <laughs> On that, on that note, <laughs> on that bombshell, thank you very much for watching. If you'd like to give us a uh, like, subscribe, and a follow, and if there's any potential employers out there that are looking for someone who has integrity, is punctual, is thin, yeah, and I would take just just uh, just for clarity, if I was going to go on desert island, I would take a flare gun, um, the food rations and